I quit. What? You're quitting? Why'd you do yes, that for? I'm quitting. Ah! This is Control Structure, Episode 14, My Local Russian Authority, for February 20th, 2013, with host Andrew Bailey, and now with the 15th Garbage Division. So, um... Welcome to my podcast here. Uh, guess we just lost Chris. So, I mean, I've known him for how many years, and this seems just exactly like him. Um, I do remember when he was on 8-Bit, though. Um, he said something about, sorry, I have to quit the podcast, and I figured, well, that's him, you know, always bailing out in the middle of something. So, uh, I hope everything's going good, and it seems like I'm in the market for another co-host. So, guys, if you want to be on, uh, drop me a message, or ask to be a guest on here. Uh, it doesn't really take much. So, I heard that, uh, there is another episode of The Universe. Um, it seems that the, uh... They're following their new schedule just uh, exactly as I expected it to. <laughs> Fall right into my plan! <laughs> Anyways. Um, that the universe now follows its new schedule of once about every apocalypse. And it seems like that happened. Uh, last Friday there was a, a meteor explosion uh, over Russia. And, uh, that got captured on YouTube pretty, pretty well there. So, and the one thing I noticed about this is that there's, uh, a lot of people in Russia with dashboard video cameras. Uh, and I'm wondering what in the world, you know, why does every Russian have a video camera on his dashboard for? And, lo and behold, uh... The roads in Russia are quite dangerous. Like, a lot of people die over there on the roads in car accidents and stuff. And, uh, you can say that, uh, people from X, uh, where X is not here, uh, don't know how to drive. But Russians don't really know how the hell to drive. <laughs> um, so I found a... 13 minute long YouTube video of just Russians blatantly disobeying uh, road safety rules, uh, mostly driving left of center uh, on the other side of the median, and I'm not sure if their cars are that crappy or not, uh, or else no one uses their brakes, um, or can't see. Um, 
which wouldn't surprise me because uh, uh, you know they just when they're backing up they just keep on going and uh, oh yeah and wheels just tend to fly off of Russian cars like just running down the freeway and pop <laughs> or you'll come up you know past a dump truck and one of its entire wheels are missing completely. So, and uh, I consulted with my local Russian authority on this. Uh, he also happens to be my pastor. Uh, don't get any ideas. Uh, because, you know me, I give a lot of ideas out on this podcast. So I consulted with him and asked, Do Russians know how to drive? And he says that, yes, that they do, but they'll drive wherever they want to. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, uh, well, getting around, uh, see, there's uh, Star Citizen, uh, the game that I uh, really want to come out. I uh, kickstarted that. It has uh, finally crossed $8.2 million. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, oh, yeah, the dash is dead. It, uh, lies writhing and bleeding on our boots. So you can now go to thenexus.tv. Uh, no dash needed in that. So, um, so anyways, um, my toilet smelled bad, so I decided to put Linux Mint on it to uh, freshen it up a little bit. Um, there was the, uh, thing there that, uh, didn't have any hard drive in it, so I decided to look around and, uh, figure out that one of the hard drives I thought was dead might not be. So I went ahead and, uh, dropped that in there, and, uh, now I guess it's ready to use if someone wants to have a single-core Athlon 64. Um, a, uh... Another uh, thing that's going on is uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, some, uh, see, Monsanto, which is like a huge seed company, is going after this farmer uh, because this uh, farmer, after he uh, gathered up all of his crops, decided to plant a second, uh, a second seed, uh, like later on in the season, like over the winter, I guess. So he didn't want to shell out all that much for the good stuff, and apparently Monsanto has this ridiculous thing in that you can't, uh, like, replant the seeds, uh, from their plants and stuff, and, uh, they didn't really like him doing this, so that's going to the Supreme Court this week. So, uh, yeah, I Hey, wish... Andrew. What? Who are you? I'm Chris. I hear there's a spot open for the co-podcast host. There is. Wait, weren't you just here? <laughs> I was. But then I remembered all the good times I had. Oh, Chris, you're breaking my heart. You can't do this to me. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you know, a few times I put some pocket change in, like, my upper coat pocket, so when I walked around it sounded like my heart was tingling because it's broke so much. 
Oh, that's sweet. So, did you hear about the Kickstarter? Yeah, there's always stuff on there. Yep. Well, there's this new game called Echo. There came an Echo. And it has Will Wheaton in it. Oh, nice. And, yep. So, apparently, it's um, from the same guys who made Sequence. Hmm. If you have ever played that, which I haven't. And if you haven't played it, go ahead and, and pledge at least $15 for the game. And you'll get Sequence for free. I mean, literally for free within 24 hours. Raspberry? Raspberry! 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 Hands for raspberry! Hands for raspberries! <laughs> so. Uh, speaking of Kickstarter, when was the last time you turned off your raspberry with an on and off switch? Uh, never, since I don't have a raspberry, unfortunately. Good point. But somebody has built a Raspberry Pi micro USB on and off switch power circuit. Hmm. That's I just totally lost myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's see. So after I noticed that all those Russian drivers had the uh, had the video camera on their dashboard, I'm thinking that might actually be a good idea. So I was thinking that maybe I could construct a car video camera from a Raspberry. And, uh... That might not be a bad idea. Maybe you can get a Kickstarter for that. Well, but then I found out pretty quickly that apparently Raspberry Pis don't have an onboard clock. But So? It'd be kind of hard to say that, uh... You know, you crashed into this other vehicle at this time without a uh, clock. You know, the simple solution would just be put a clock right in front of it. Yeah, but, uh, still. So, it'd be nice to have it all built in. So... True. So, due to the fact that, uh, at the Nexus stole the next few, uh, the next few news articles from us, uh, we'll go kind of quickly. So, uh, you, you know Squirrel's favorite browser? I do. I think it was Opera. The yes. Phantom of the Opera. I think it's just Opera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, right now they have their own, uh, their own uh, homebrew built uh, rendering engine called Presto. And it turns out that they're going to be moving to WebKit. 
Hmm. Cool. So, uh, I think that... WebKit. It's the rendering engine that Chrome uh, and Safari and pretty much all mobile browsers use. Uh, cool. So, but I think this is kind of a bad idea because it reduces the diversity uh, of uh, the uh, web browsers. So... Perhaps, but Opera didn't have that many... I don't think Opera had that many people to start with. Yeah, that's my other thought. So, I mean... The, the, the interesting thing about Opera is my default browser for the Wii. Yeah, and uh, somehow uh, Opera is my default browser on my work laptop. Um, I just decided to install all the browsers and it decided, hey, I'll be the default. Well, I'm going to pull up the stat chart to see browser... It's like less than two percent on desktop. I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure how much it is on cell phones and stuff. But mm. uh, like in the big scheme of things, I don't think that this will really matter because like ten years ago, Opera did not matter as far as <laughs> website compatibility. Mm. So, but this is definitely bad because it kills jobs. Um, well, only 90 jobs. Yeah, so apparently 90 people have uh, left Opera, but I don't, th uh, from all reports, it doesn't look like they were fired or laid off or anything. It was voluntary. You know, this brings up a good question. How did these people get paid? Uh, well, probably with, uh, let's see, most browsers are free and get their money from like search engine deals. Hmm. When was the last time you seen Opera on a search engine? Uh, Opera has never owned a search engine. Uh, I'm sorry, what do you mean by search engine deals? So, like, say Google comes along and says, Oh, big week, uh, I see you have a browser there. Uh, if you make us the default search, we'll give you like millions of dollars a year. Hmm. Uh, okay. Hey, wanna go create a browser? Hmm. Sounds like a lot of work. You're right. So, uh, Brendan Ike, uh, of, uh, Mozilla fame, uh, goes on about, uh, you know, why, uh, Mozilla and Firefox are still relevant. Uh, even in this, uh, coming WebKit hegemony, uh, where WebKit is used pretty much universally. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, it turns out that uh, WebKit may be the new IE6. IE6? Yeah. Because that was the uh, uh, Internet Explorer version that uh, was released in 2001. And, like, no one upgraded until just very recently. Ah, okay. So, you remember... I, 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 I was thinking, who uses IE? <laughs> um, mom, hmm. grandmas, lots of companies okay, still. Okay, okay. Old people. <laughs> so, have you, heard of, have you heard about Pirate Bay? Yes, I did. Have you heard about SEPA? SEPA? Uh, C-I-A-P-C... 
Oh, yeah, those groups. Uh, didn't they, like, rip something off? Yes, they did. They got the Pirate Bay's homepage. Oh, yeah, this is pretty sweet. Um, so this uh, Finnish anti-piracy group uh, decided to pirate the Pirate Bay's homepage. Um, <laughs> like, the design, uh, the form, you know, like, the search buttons and stuff, uh, all the way down to the CSS. And huh. um, apparently Pirate Bay doesn't like this, and they have uh, filed suit against uh, this anti-piracy company or group or whatever. And also, mind you, that this is the very same group that took that one girl's laptop a few weeks ago. I did not hear about that. Yeah, um, it was one of the episodes that uh, Lawyer Man, a.k.a. Squirrel, was on. So wait, so so Squirrel the training to be a lawyer? Uh, no, that's one of his nicknames on the Gadget Show. Ah, uh, darn it! I was thinking, man, now I have a free lawyer and could save hundreds of thousand dollars. <laughs> so, um, no doubt uh, this had to go through some lawyers. Apparently, Photoshop version one point zero one has uh, been released. Uh, the source to it, that is. Um, so I guess I you think... can see the history behind that. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't look like you'll be able to run it, uh, or at least build it and run it, because uh, it's designed for old Macs, like really old Macs, like 68,000 Macs. <laughs> 68,000 Macs? Yeah, that's the uh, CPU architecture that they used uh, back okay. in like the 80s and stuff. Uh, oh, wow. Like, before they used PowerPC chips. Um, so, mm. yeah. Well, Ryan says he has a floppy disk with Photoshop 2.0 on it. So, I wonder if that mm. supports color. Uh, because I doesn't, it doesn't look like uh, Photoshop 1 supports color at all. So what's the point of Photoshop? Oh, I want to take this black object and make it blacker. <laughs> well, have you heard about Amazon? Yeah. Uh, what's going on with them? Well, they are now lobbying for sales tax. Really? Yep, which I think is a very smart move for the online... Well, not really smart, but... I think it is a move that needs to be done. Online consumers and buyers need to be charged taxes. Hmm. Like, just, just for the idea of paying taxes, I guess? More or less, yeah. Because so, those of us that go to the store and buy this same stuff have to pay state taxes. Yeah, so it looks like Amazon kind of has another spin on it in that... It wants to open up warehouses, uh, like, closer to everyone, it seems like. And this would involve building warehouses in, like, pretty much every state. So, like, they would have to pay sales taxes on everything anyway. So, I guess they're lobbying for this. Uh, uh, so, so, they're just trying to get it moved to the consumer. Yeah. So, it seems like they want to do this as, uh, like, more of a competitive advantage type of deal. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
Well, Amazon can't get much closer to me. They just built the a warehouse not even five miles from where I live. Oh. Yep. So, uh, and, I, and I think they hired about a thousand people or something. Hmm. So uh, the FCC has uh, released a broadband report, um, one that actually measures stuff for uh, real. Uh, so uh, the FCC has apparently distributed a lot of routers to people uh, on a voluntary basis, and it uh, measures speed and latency uh, on these uh, people's connections. And uh, so it charts... Uh, this data against the provider, the speed advertised, and the technology being used. And uh, it, uh, let's see, I have Fios, and it scores pretty well, unsurprisingly, uh, since mm. it's pretty much the only uh, widespread fiber-based solution. And huh. there's, there's one of them that actually... You get 40% more than advertised. Yeah, and you wouldn't believe it, but apparently that's uh, satellite connections. Interesting. Well, who uses satellite anymore? <laughs> so, you know, granted, apparently, uh, you know, like these satellite providers will advertise, uh, con you know, like connections of like three megabits or so, but actually deliver around four. Huh. So cool. that that will definitely bump up your uh, you know rankings in this quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's satellite. There's quite a bit of lag on there, and you can't really use it too much because mm -hmm. uh, like they apparently have a lot of uh, data caps on those. Well, I have insight and uploads about a hundred percent, and downloads about eighty percent. But, oh, uh, I don't know. I'm not even sure what they're advertising anymore. Yeah. So do you have that, uh, I think it's called Power Boost? Like, your, your downloads will get really fast for, like, the first 10 seconds or so, then go back down? I do not. Okay. So do you know what skeuomorphism is? I will in about five seconds. Well, that's a very good question. Uh, skeuomorphism is the process of designing something so that it emulates the, uh, how should I say, the intricacies and the limitations of a previous technology. So this is uh, very... Uh, heavily debated in design circles, especially with uh, Apple's UIs. Um, for instance, like their calendar app has like a lot of leather, like fake leather and torn pages on it, um, when it really doesn't need to. Hmm. So, well, the, you, could, you could say that they're trying to market it to old people. Yeah. Um, but but hmm. then again... You know, sure that the uh, user interface design is skeuomorphic, but uh, if you look at it from the other side, you know, it's just a aluminum sheet of something, uh, which yeah. is very minimal, which I always found very contrarian of Apple. So, 
excuse me. So Sasha Grief uh, pulls up the calculator apps of uh, Windows 8 and uh, I believe it's iOS and asks, uh, which one is skeomorphic? And he's, he says that actually both of them are. Um, the reasoning being is that, uh, you know, like especially like the number pads, uh, you know, like the arrangement of the numbers and stuff, um, don't really need to be that way. Why not? Because, you know, you can actually like type in the numbers on the keyboard. You don't need to click buttons. True. So, you know, granted the uh, Apple one has the nice gradients on the buttons, uh, whereas uh, the Windows 8 uh, one does not. So, you know, there's debates, you know, skewism versus uh, skewomorphism versus realism. And uh, uh, let's see, it you know, eventually ends up with uh, video game UIs uh, in that, uh, you know, sure, you know, like especially on Diablo 2, he uh, gives as, as an example here that the UI has a lot of uh, like a rock or wood grain texture on it. Uh, but, you know, it looks realistic, but it's not skeuomorphic. All right, now I'm getting confused. What does skeuomorphic mean? It emulates uh, something from the past, uh, something ah. that you're used to. Okay. Well, if if you completely change something, uh, drastically change it, I think people might not accept it as much as if you make a little bit of change over time. Well, and I was thinking about thinking about this a little bit today, in that skeuomorphic uh, stuff isn't necessarily bad. It just has to be used in moderation. Um, for instance, you know, take a media player. Um, let's see, he also talks about, uh, like, a, a DVD player is skeuomorphic. I'm not sure whether he's talking about a DVD player that sits next to a television or a DVD player like VLC. Um, hmm. And I was thinking a little bit about that in that, you know, like the stop button, the play button, you know, those triangles and uh, squares and rectangles and stuff. Like, if you put that on a UI, I'm not exactly sure if you could say that's skeuomorphic or if that's just the convention of, you know, like playing uh, something, stopping something and whatnot. They're just like icons. And they're just they're just icons that everybody has learned to accept, and that reminds me of my trip to Scotland, where really? lo, lo and behold, on the side of this castle is a play button. No kidding. Nope. I'll find the picture and send it to you. All right. Do 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 do. Maybe. Meanwhile. We- you Maybe. can continue talking about this. It'll only take me two minutes. Um, so uh, the uh, the Taliban of open source, uh, Richard Stallman, uh, says that cloud computing is bad. Uh, surprise! Uh, surprise! Surprise! I, there. I actually agree with this. We yeah. are moving. We are moving too much into cloud computing. But anyway, let's talk about why he thinks that because. 
What is that picture? Because it uh, essentially these... locks down your data, and yep. you're essentially forking your data over to someone else. So, um, but uh, I believe Google has done quite a bit uh, with like their data liberation projects, in that you can pretty much uh, go into Gmail or wherever and say, "Give me my data." True. So, and this is sort of like the same feature that I built into my blog, in that you know I can pretty much go to a page and say, "Give me a a zip file of everything you have." or else. Um, and then, uh, so I get that, and then if I want to, you know, uh, fire up that blog on another machine, uh, all I gotta do is feed it that exact same zip file, and everything's the way it was. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Man, I can't, having trouble finding my picture. Give me a moment. But, so, yeah. So, and, and also, and also the, at the rate we're man, my webcam. At the rate we're growing with consumer data, it costs more and more to keep it up and running. Yep. So, but then uh, that's countered by the increasing density of hard drives. So. True to a limitation. Yeah. Um, the, if 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 I remember Morse Law talking about it some episodes ago, that it should be peaking. Kind of going into more of a plateau. Um, at least for processors, I've heard. I'm not sure if that applies to hard drives. Because Moore's Law, uh, Moore's Law deals with the doubling of transistors on an integrated circuit. Uh, not necessarily for storage. Hmm. Unless you're talking about, like, SSDs. Could be. I'm not, ooh, I found my old car that I wrecked. <laughs> Could be. So, uh, anyways, uh, so Stallman says that cloud computing is bad. Uh, Stallman also says that DRM is bad. Um, oddly enough, uh, the BBC wants to put DRM uh, on in the HTML5 uh, standard. So, D DRM is digital rights management. Ah, uh, okay, that's yeah. So, hold on. All right, there we go. <laughs> my my RAM was just kind of falling out of my head, so I needed to stick it back in. Hmm. I didn't see any smoke there, so it seems like we're uh, okay. Here does we it, are. Uh, does it smell funny over there? No. Besides, my roommate just came out from a smoke, so I have no idea how to... I'm I'm sending you a picture. Yeah, I see that there. Yep. So I'll try to see if I can uh, put that in the show notes. Yeah, if you can somehow. So it's such an awesome picture. So uh, the BBC uh, wants to put DRM into HTML, and uh, uh, along with this, uh, wants to, uh, as a side effect, eliminate all the open source stuff on the uh, web as well because if you can go in and change the uh, don't copy this to anywhere uh, process uh, then it's not really following the standard hmm uh, 
Oh, that is a rather interesting play button there. Yep. Hmm. It's from the 15th Goddish Division. The 15th Garbage Division? Scottish. Ah. The Proud People. So, yeah, it seems that uh, there's something going on between Apple and Samsung here. Oh, yeah. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, as soon as my memory starts working again. And and I'm lost. Ah, here we are. I've. I've been looking at computer code all day long. <laughs> so, Samsung is now trying to out-innovate Apple because, well, Apple is the new standard, the new benchmark for, for perfection. So, what's the only way to get your company or customers is by being the new best thing. Uh, I was going to say by suing Apple, but I guess that works too. <laughs> well, true, but you can only go so far with suing Apple, because then you have to start suing them every six months. <laughs> that certainly hasn't stopped everyone from doing that. <laughs> nope. Uh, but, I mean, if you if you look at Samsung and how much it has grown over the years, they're, yeah. they're starting to build features that you can't find in iPhones. They're, they make some of the best televisions out there. Yeah, they, they have just gotten so good. But I'm predicting within the next 10 to 15 years, Samsung will become Apple, and something new will replace Samsung. Well, but then the thing that Samsung lacks is a completely batshit insane CEO uh, like Steve Jobs. What do you mean by that? Like, you know how Steve Jobs was always bossing, uh, you know, like his people around? And, like, absolutely exploded on things that he didn't like. Not really, no. Yeah, apparently Steve Jobs had a really bad temper. A legendary temper. Huh. So, hey, Chris. Chris, Chris. Yeah? Dell! Dell? Dell! 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 So, uh, Dell has updated their Linux Ultrabook, and it now comes with Europe, and a 1080p screen. (laughs) It comes with Europe? (laughs) And by comes, I mean goes to. Um... So, uh, Dell has, uh, released a new, uh, Linux developer notebook, uh, 13-inch Ultrabook thing, and, um, apparently they decided to go a little bit cheap on the screen last time, and decided that a 1366 by 768 screen was plenty, um, which kind of makes me depressed, because, uh, like, if you recall our, uh, Lenovo ThinkPads, 
Yeah, I recall them. Yeah, th those things have a 15.4-inch 1920 by 1200 screen, and that's from, like, six years ago. Yeah. Um, let's see, then I uh, got a laptop just before, uh, which had a uh, same 15.4-inch uh, 1680 by 1050 screen. Um, unfortunately, most laptops don't even come close to those resolutions. So, really? Yeah, I'm not sure if there was like a closeout sale in Guangdong or something, and all the notebook manufacturers said, holy crap, free screens, we need to get on this. <laughs> so, huh. yeah... Eight gigabytes of RAM, two fifty-six gigabyte SATA three SSD solid-state drive, I assume. Yep. And a low-voltage CPU bridge IV seven. Yep. So. Man, I've got to work on my dyslexic reading. <laughs> yeah, you totally butchered that. <laughs> for, for for those of you who uh, did not understand that. Uh, a low-voltage Ivy Bridge i7-3537U CPU. Um, so, yeah, it looks like uh, Dell has stepped up their game on this. Uh, you can have this for uh, uh, $1,549.99. Uh, no hardware customization options are available. Hmm. So, and I wonder if... Uh, if you get it with Windows, this is cheaper, like the uh, the previous. Uh, I I think it would just be cheaper to buy a Alienware from Dell. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do own them. Yes, so. they do. So, uh, have you ever played SimCity? I have played SimCity. Um, I could, I could never figure out why my crime rate was so high. <laughs> so. But, so, so. Uh, Mike Rose of Gama Sutra uh, used the uh, new SimCity beta to model the traffic in his hometown. Really? Yeah. So uh, he uh, built a SimCity city uh, that <laughs> that uh, seems like accurately reflects his hometown, and uh, he uh, used the modeling inside to figure out which roads were the uh, most heavily trafficked and backed up. Hmm. And it's uh, really amazing that you can do this. Really? You know, based off this and how accurate all that data looked, they should use this for future city planning. Yeah. So, and uh, I remember back when, back in the 90s when I was playing SimCity 2000, that, uh, you know, like a few uh, people, like even in uh, my hometown, were building my hometown in SimCity 2000. Hmm. You know, I do remember the year 2000 and how everything that came out that year had 2000 on it. Yep. SimCity 2000, Pokemon 2000, actually, Windows 2000. Actually, SimCity 2000 came out in, I don't know, 1993. Yeah, but close enough. And then that Y2K totally happened. Yes, it did. Yep. Every computer well, every computer exploded. Yes, it did. 
I still think we should tell our children that the aliens came and the zombies rose out of the ground on December the 21st and how we beat them back into submission. You mean the December 21st that just happened? Yes, that just happened. Oh, just happened. Oh, yeah, I totally remember that. And anybody who says otherwise was just brainwashed by the aliens. Exactly. Um, so here we have an official document report from the public service. Please so, block your door that night. So, um, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of totally. you listening, I just use the Men in Black memory wiper. So, uh, speaking of uh, top secret stuff, uh, NVIDIA has released the GeForce GTX Titan, uh, which contains one of the very same GPUs that is used in the Titan supercomputer in Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Ooh, nice. Uh, So, I believe this is the GF110 uh, GPU uh, that's on uh, the GK, excuse me. GK110 GPU. Um, so apparently, this uh, graphics card has uh, 6 gigabytes of GDDR5 on it, uh, running at 6 gigahertz. And this is. Okay, uh, okay, stop right there. $999. Darn yes. it, too much. Yeah, that's, that's kind of expensive, and I really wasn't in the graphics card market to begin with. Um, nope. Uh, my uh, uh, GTX 680 does me just fine, thank you. <laughs> By the way, when are you going to be selling that? Probably not for a long time. Okay, so I have to do with the other graphic card I bought from you. Yeah, which is the <laughs> which is the 285. Mm. So which which should be holding up pretty good, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's holding up fantastic. I can play Skyrim without seeing lights flickering all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I I have no idea what happened. Uh, I played fine. I got through a game, and then it would not play any more games after that. Huh. Interesting. Oh, well. So, yeah, there's Titan. So, and it's weird that, is it, that it doesn't have any kind of number on it, either. It's just Titan? Yep, GTX Titan. Yeah. Uh. And it seems like they use so 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 the supercomputer. How many how many uh, titans does that have within it? Uh, let's see. Some I think it might be like a hundred thousand or so. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that this uh, uh, maximum PC article has that. Mm, let's see. Uh, containing eighteen thousand six hundred eighty-eight nodes. Each of which holds an NVIDIA Tesla K20 GPU and a 16-core AMD Optotron 6274 processor. It also boasts 700 terabytes of memory. So, yeah, it has 18,688 uh, one of these things. Hmm. So, um, cool. So I haven't seen any benchmarks, but it's uh, uh, 
it seems to be like twice as fast as my graphics card. Hmm. Uh, the one I have now, and apparently rivals the uh, top of the line 690 card, which is in fact two GPUs. Huh. Well, an- another nifty thing about this uh, Titan, you can set the GTX logo to change colors based on the temperature. Yeah, it has uh, like an LED uh, side on it, which... That is, that is really cool. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was you that said, you know, you buy a CPU, you buy a sound card, even a case, and, you know, it's just kind of bland, but you buy a graphics card and it's a work of art. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it has like this, you know, sort of, you know, interesting, uh, you know, faceplate on it or, you know, whatever design, Uh, but then you shove it in the case and it... You, you shove it in upside down, so like, you don't even see it anymore. So you could always turn your computer upside down. <laughs> hey, but my power buttons is on the top. <laughs> hey, it needs ventilation. Yep. So, Which my fans are also on the top. <laughs> so I'm not sure if NVIDIA has released uh, Linux drivers for this or not. Um... See, I'm not sure if even those drivers would be compatible with the new kernel. Uh, Linux 3.8 uh, was just released. Uh, it looks like it has some uh, uh, file system improvements. And, um, hey, do you have a 386? I do not have a 386. And what the heck is a 386? It's uh, a really old CPU uh, that the Linux kernel has just dropped support for. Huh. Uh, cool. But apparently the 486 is still supported. Hmm. So I'm I'm not sure if uh, anyone is getting their panties in an uproar over this. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, have you heard of Bill Gates? I have heard of Bill Gates. Isn't he the guy who? Like to visit power plants and garbage dumps and he, he the is, L- LHC. Yes, he is the guy that likes to visit the large hamster collider. Yep. Um, and hasn't he not? Has he not been satisfied with my Microsoft innovations? Uh, no, he hasn't. Um, he why is that? Um, mostly because of the uh, way which Microsoft approached cell phones. Um, mm. So he uh, just recently had an interview with uh, CBS News. Uh, so go ahead and uh, take a look at that. Although um, I'm not sure if CBS is uh, in some sort of litigation with Microsoft. If you mm. remember the uh, CNET thing. I do remember CNET. So yeah, take this with a grain of salt. Hmm. Interesting. So wasn't well, there wasn't there well, a joke the, like that? Yeah, there is a joke, though it's kind of geared more towards Nintendo, but I think it fits in the same way. So yeah, something with uh, you know the new Pokemon uh, in three dimensions. Yep. That's fifty percent right. more dimensions than we usually do. Yep. 
Oh god, okay, it's just a little change. We can handle this. Maybe I, may, could... I may be new here, but I was thinking maybe we could also try changing the elements of the starter Pokemon and finally do a proper console version. <laughs> Damn it, Rookie! This is why we don't play fast and loose with innovation. Baby steps, man. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> well, I think you have to have a balance between too much innovation and too little of an innovation. Uh, would be would uh, being bought out by McDonald's uh, have anything to do with that? You mean? I'm sorry. What? Would being bought out by McDonald's have anything to do with innovation? No, because McDonald's hasn't innovated anything for centuries. Well, I hear that they're also expanding quite a bit overseas. And their competitors' uh, Twitter accounts are being hacked. <laughs> yep. So, Burger King. So there was a, uh, a recent hack on the uh, Burger King Twitter account that said that, uh, yeah, we've been bought out by McDonald's. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure who's behind this. Hackers who claim to be affiliated with Anonymous. So... Claimed. I mean, yeah, but I'm not sure what exactly Burger King did. Uh, this seems to be more of a lull sick thing. Yeah. We just got sold to McDonald's. So, so all in all, when was the last time you've been to a Burger King? I don't know. Quite a while. When was the last time you've been to a McDonald's? Uh, you mean actually been to a McDonald's or ate at a McDonald's? Ate at a McDonald's. Uh, at least, uh, maybe ten years. Hmm. Okay. And when was the last time you've been to a burger place? Uh, within the past five months or so. Hmm. All right. Because I can, I can name at least seven or eight different places that are much better than McDonald's or Burger King. Are we, talk got are we talking uh, fast food or just sit-down restaurants? Um, fast foods. Hmm. Um, Five Guys Burgers. Yeah, one of in, those. In and out. Uh, Wendy's? They would be acceptable. Chipotle. Except Chipotle doesn't do burgers. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I was thinking fast food for a moment, but... But, anyways. Um, so, anyways. M M M McDonald's is just sheer volume. Pretty much. There's, I think, almost more McDonald's. Well, McDonald's. Or was it the other way around? There's either A, more gun stores than there are McDonald's, or B, more... I think there's more gun stores than there are McDonald's in America. What is that hissing? My roommate cooking. Well, cooking. <laughs> his, his idea of, of cooking. Chop everything up, 
stuff it in the pressure cooker, fill the pressure cooker, and let it cook like you're cooking stew. Hmm. Um, is this, yeah. the, is this the one that can't use the rice cooker? This is the one that can't use the rice cooker. <laughs> so. He has actually, this was the same guy who set off the fire alarm at night. Really? If you remember that from a few episodes ago. No, I don't remember the fire alarm. Alright, well, he, he cooked his dinner and then left the stove on and went to bed. Oh. And it was still cooking and eventually almost burst into flames, but it was within a sealed container, so <laughs> the, the fire alarm went off. And apparently it took me so long to turn it off that my downstairs neighbor actually came up and was wondering what it was about. <laughs> this is the same downstairs neighbor that's the maintenance for the apartment. Oh. I guess he yep. would. I guess he would be interested in knowing whether or not his place is burning down. Yep. Um, so yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, fire alarms and cooking, uh, I just ate the last of the tater tots in the bag, um, which okay. I've time to buy more. Which uh, I already have another bag in my freezer, but Go whenever. Whenever I reach the bottom of the tater tot bag, there's those little fragments of potato that uh-huh. if I put too much uh, of those onto the cookie sheet, that, uh, like, they char up really fast and, like, releases, I'm not sure, like, what kind of smoke, but it sets off the fire alarm. So I take note of whether or not this is the last of the tater tots because, you know, I got to be careful because the fire alarm will probably go off. But it didn't go off the, this time, so. You know, the, you could just pick them out of the bag and put them on, not just dump the entire bag I, on. I pretty much did that, so. And also also another question, do you use tinfoil? No. Really? Nope. Huh. So. Huh. Anyways, um, hey, do you, so remember, did, do you remember Amazon? I do remember Amazon, the same people who are trying to get sales tax. So I wonder if they're using some kind of social engineering uh, to get that. Uh, because apparently the people that work at Amazon are very susceptible to uh, social engineering. Uh, just ask uh, Scott Hanselman, who mm-hmm. uh, apparently uh, someone convinced Amazon to send him a uh, another uh, Kindle. And... Uh, they were trying to get the uh, shipment redirected to another address, which was actually a virtual box to send something overseas. Mm. And this was uh, mostly do, uh, mostly done over uh, the web chat. And whoever this individual was uh, said, "Don't bother sending me the email. I'd never read it." Interesting. So. So, uh, Scott, uh, really wasn't notified of this until after the thing was already on the truck. Hmm. Interesting, and if I recall correctly, he, he had a call in and actually got the shipment returned. And then the same person got it re-returned. Yeah. Back to the original address. And then he had to get it re-re-returned. <laughs> Yeah. So, huh. 
So uh, well, it's, it's it's very simple to do social engineering. Yeah. Um, so Scott's wondering why they don't do authentication. Uh, you know, like more authentication. Um, apparently, he had a lot of trouble getting these chat logs. Oh yeah, he could not get them over the phone. But he writes up a simple email, sends in, he gets the chat log. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, he's apparently having the uh, Amazon fraud team or something investigate this. Yep. Well, good for them, I guess. Yep. So, uh, speaking of uh, hacking and all that... Uh, Looks like uh, China's military has been uh, quite active uh, in the past few years, uh, trying to break into several American companies. I have heard a lot about this. So, so and this was, uh, you know, well, I guess as far as you could plaster things all over the radio. Um, I heard this all over the radio this morning. Hmm. That's uh, a uh, report a 74-page study uh, from the security firm Mandiant, uh, who has been apparently investigating all of this, and apparently it comes from a 12-story building on the outskirts of uh, Shanghai, where all of this is coming from. Um, apparently a uh, Unit 61398 of the uh, Chinese military is... Uh, apparently works out of there. Hmm, interesting. So, oh. so yeah, um, hide your usernames, hide your passwords, because they'd be hacking everyone out here. <laughs> that is awesome. But, ha ha hacking is the new... If, if you can bring down all the companies within an economy, you will collapse the economy. Yeah, and what I'm especially scared about is that uh, all the electrical infrastructure in America is old. Um, apparently, it's it would be quite easy to bring it down. Correct. So, but, but the other bad thing is at the same time, Obama's trying to disarm all the people. Well, if you're into listening to Fox and all of that, but... Uh, I I am interested in... I'm just kidding. I don't listen to Fox. I just, I just listen to what's going on around the office. Yeah. So, so that's but, a whole other can of worms. Yep. So... We'll go, we'll, we'll go fishing with that another day. Yeah, maybe on the fringe. Perhaps. So, uh, you remember LibreOffice 4? I do remember LibreOffice 4. They got bought out by... No Oracle? One. No. LibreOffice. LibreOffice. Libre is the free one. Yeah. OpenOffice is the one that's been bought. Well, got uh, spun off from Oracle, rather. Um, whereas LibreOffice uh, said, fork you. So... <laughs> Um, so I found a presentation, uh, that was given, uh, with, I forget whose name it is, uh, that, uh, he eventually, he essentially goes over all the improvements that they've done to LibreOffice 4, 
um, and all the stuff that they still want to do, and most of it's uh, stuff on the back end, uh, but uh, apparently they're doing a lot of optimization in the background as well. Mm. So, you know, a lot of code cleanup, and uh, and due to the uh, legacy of the code, uh, you know, it's, it was using libraries that have been obsolete since the start of the OpenOffice project, and uh, uh, apparently a lot of the comments are still in German. <laughs> Wait, German? Yeah. Um, so, way back in the day, there was this uh, German company called Star Office uh, that got out by got that uh, Sun bot. And Sun open sourced it, and that became OpenOffice.org. And then uh, Oracle said, "Big week, Sun," and bought them. Hmm. So, and uh, you know, if you're curious about what's going on with LibreOffice, uh, that's a good thing to watch. Interesting. And Interesting. They uh, mention how uh, uh, you know there's there's a uh, you know like a release cycle that's uh you know like very stable like 18 months uh like the obsolescence uh idea of release and then there's the uh fresh new uh iterate a lot faster and perhaps break stuff uh method of iteration on your product so apparently LibreOffice is like really embracing change fast because they can't really afford to, you know, have a slow release schedule. Well, let's hope they can do it. Not a lot of people can can have a fast release schedule. I I know the company I work with struggled with it. you have something to hate. I do uh, have something to hate. So, back when I first installed Assassin's Creed 3 after pre-ordering it in November and finally playing it in February. <laughs> God knows why I did that. Um, so, here's how it went. In in installing Assassin's Creed 3 takes about 15-20 minutes. Then I... Then it did not put an icon on my thing because apparently you have to go into Uplay to play it. So and, then I go dick. And Uplay is the uh, Ubisoft thing. Correct. So so then I go to my hard drive and open that up and that opens up Uplay. Well, U, Uplay starts putting a patch on itself to get it updated. So that takes about 15 minutes. Then I go to play Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, lo and behold, an update that takes about 30 minutes. 
then I wow. finally get to play Assassin's Creed 3. So, this may just be my luck, but then when I turned off the game and came back to play it the next week, lo and behold, another patch! <laughs> For which one? Assassin's Creed 3. Hmm. And I, I, and I think, and I think there was another, the next week there was also one for you play. So, um, I think that half of that may be attributed to waiting that long to open up the thing and install yeah. it. <laughs> well, it could, it could be worth like, it could be like Steam where they have a update every two weeks. Uh, I really haven't had a problem with Steam. You know, oh no, I haven't had a problem. I mean, except for, except for this mo this evening, I tried opening up Steam. You cannot open up Steam because you don't have an internet connection. And I'm talking with my mom on <laughs> Skype, <laughs> and then I go to open it up. Oh, this this this, prog this program's being used by another system, and I go and double click, and it says, "Okay, we're starting the update now." So yeah, I constantly have Steam running in the background. So, you know, who doesn't? You usually when I uh, you know awaken my computer from sleep, usually when I come home from work in the evening, that it'll you know like Team Fortress Two or something will have an update. Huh. I'm not sure why I have that installed. I don't play Team Fortress Two. Neither oh, wow. do I. So. Um, oh yeah, you touched on something else that happened. Uh, Skype. So, apparently last week the program I was using uh, to record all the other episodes decided that it wouldn't work. Uh, turns out that the that this other recorder program doesn't support Skype 6.2. So, hmm. I had to contact whoever made the thing and said, use Skype 6.0. We're working on updating it. So... Now we're back to using the old stuff. Um, for, uh. Fortunately, I don't think that I've heard of any uh, like critical Skype security vulnerabilities. So I should be safe for the time being. Um, oh, and then somehow uh, we got kicked off each other's uh, uh, lists. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, so I actually had to go in and add you to my contact list in order for us to see each other online, because you're like, call me, Andrew. And I said, get online, Chris, because I don't see you online. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was... It was bizarre. So... Huh. Um, so, yeah, over the past weekend, it's been a rather uh, busy uh, week uh, for the Nexus, uh, the least of which, uh, as mentioned, uh, the dash is now dead. Um, so uh, they're also. What's that? Because when I go to the Nexus TV, next the Nexus TV, it redirects me to the dash Nexus I know. TV. <laughs> I I know. We're up to your schemes, Ryan. We know what you're doing. <laughs> But uh, hopefully that will be remedied in the forthcoming update to the site uh, that yeah. uh, Ryan well, keeps. Hopefully he redirects it. The next, the dash nexus. Yeah. 
uh, redirect the other way around instead of yep. what it is at present. So uh, I got a few thank yous to send out. Uh, thank you to everyone who is listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, not the other oh, Ian. Oh, man, Dad. Yep. Uh, hi, Mom. Um, uh, let's see. Hi, Chris. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? I'm that prick you always listen to. Um, and everyone else listening, um, if you would like to uh, have us uh, you know, do a shout-out to you, we'd be happy to do that. Uh, just use the contact feature on thenexus.tv, uh, no dash needed on that, and use the contact feature. Uh, make sure that the show is uh, control structure. And uh, there was just a quarterly report uh, released uh, for the Nexus. Uh, so from the statistics that Ryan gave, uh, we are about 4% more popular uh, than the Innuendo show. Uh, that is uh, 8-bit. And uh, the Gadget show, uh, the At the Nexus, uh, is about another 5 or 6% more popular than us. And uh, whoever is listening to the fringes, keep on listening, uh, because our fringes are the second, third, and fourth most popular. Second, third, and fourth? Yeah, of all the episodes on the fringes, that's where we rank on those. Huh. Cool. So... Um, also, I want to remind everyone that today is International Backup Awareness Day. Uh, back up your stuff every day. So, I still have yet to come around to use that box uh, for anything substantial. But uh, I think I want to go through all my junk first. <laughs> yep. You know, I think I'm. I finally went through a little bit of my music that's been lying around on my drive for like a year or so. Mm. Well, well, what you can do, and one thing I found that is somewhat useful, is is to merge your stuff together and get rid of all the excess. Yep, that's what I've uh, continually been doing. So I've had a junk folder that's been on my desktop, you know, for years. It's just sort of like a fixture. Uh, that's, uh, my browsers, I have them set to all download directly to desktop. So, like, uh, over time, my desktop just fills with all these downloads. So I sort of go through those and, uh, you know, delete most of them. Otherwise, I just shove into this junk folder. And I think it's now about 11 gigabytes. And, you know, Mm. every so often I'll go through there and you know, delete stuff or put them in the long-term archive. Unfortunately, I also have a junk folder on my server, uh, which I don't really touch. I could probably delete it all and uh, not worry about it. Well, I I would recommend you to put it in a zip file, back it up, and then delete it. (laughs) Or forget the password. (laughs) <laughs> nah, you can you can just you can just write an algorithm and hack it. Ah, <sighs> so anything planned for this week? Uh let's see what I got going on this weekend. Um, video games, video games, and hopefully I'll finish Assassin's Creed Three. 
Well, sounds like a plan. Um, yep. And also, if you, and also, I'm hoping to cook some more chicken wings and update my blog with a new recipe. All right. So let's see. I think I might uh, uh, toy around with Linux Mint a little bit. Uh, finally, put that into a virtual machine mm-hmm. and uh, go through some of my files. Maybe clean the bathroom. And by bathroom, I mean, like, the actual bathroom? Well, of course. Your server's called the toilet. No, I mean the other toilet. What toilet? You know... Toilet A or toilet B? Um, the thing that I released the collector uh, ship into from Mass Effect. Ah, that toilet. Yes, that toilet. The, the one with an awful dial-up. With awful connection speed. <laughs> hey guys, I think I clogged a file server. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, didn't didn't you put Linux Mint on your toilet? Yes, I did, and uh, I I might toy around with uh, that toilet a little bit. As uh, seeing as how it's on my desk. Mm. Now that's the tissue box. There we go. Yeah, that's the tissue box. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yep. So, and uh, let's see, then I have a uh, game night with the church. Uh, so I plan on taking the uh, my chess game. Board. Yeah. Game night? Yeah, like board game. Ah, uh, so I was I'll... thinking like football or something, but I wish you best of luck. <laughs> so I remember uh, the one from last time that was pretty fun. Mm. So, and uh, let's see. I guess that'll be it. So uh, guess we'll uh, uh, catch you next week. Yep. So have a good one. Have a great one.